When it comes to leadership, there is no need to reinvent the wheel. Character is what eventually makes or breaks leaders. Yet, it's the most ignored and overlooked aspect of leadership development today. We have the perfect leadership role model, and that's Jesus. We simply need to follow his lead, allowing him to work in and through us. Welcome to Lead Like Jesus podcast. Leadership starts on the inside. Hello, Kingdom Leaders. That is Rich Cummins. I am Freddie Scott, and this is the brand new Lead Like Jesus podcast. This podcast is made for you to help you grow and learn all things Lead Like Jesus. And I'm so excited to have this co-host, my personal friend, Rich Cummins, uh, who's also the CEO of Lead Like Jesus, joining us as well. And I'm so excited too, Freddie. We are just thrilled with Lead Like Jesus, this podcast in the direction of the organization. You know, at Lead Like Jesus, we believe that leadership is an influence process. Anybody that is influencing the thinking, behavior, or development of another, that's a leader. And today we've got a couple of very special guests that not only started a model, they kicked off a movement, Freddie, a movement. So it's uh, my distinct pleasure to introduce our audience to Ken Blanchard, who is the author of more than 65 books or co-author, uh, just tons of influence all over the world. And his best friend from way back when, Phil Hodges, who is, is, is no slack with leadership himself. He's uh, been with U.S. Steel and had a number of other positions in the corporate world and really is also the co-founder of Lead Like Jesus. So we want to introduce our audience to these two very special people. We're so excited to have you. And so the first question, because I can tell you all have so much uh, information and wisdom to share. So the first question is simple. How did this all start? How did Lead Like Jesus even get started in the first place? Well, uh, when the woman manager came out, Phil called me on the phone and said, let's go for a walk on the beach in La Jolla. And he said, Ken, why do you think this thing is so successful? And and I, I said, Hodge, I don't know, but somehow God must be involved. And I don't know why I said that, because I had kind of turned my back on the Lord and the whole faith thing, and my mother was praying for me and, and all. But that, be, that began it, because when Phil kind of pushed me there, then all of a sudden I run into Bob Buford, and he's kind of uh, made a major difference in me looking at the Lord. And then he turns me over to Bill Hybels and, and all, and and uh, I was asked to speak at Bob Buford's first halftime conference, and it was up in Boston. And Phil was in the first row, and we spent two days listening to all these top managers who had given up their businesses to go and do good things <clears throat> for the kingdom and the community. And when I got up to speak, I said, I think it's just great what you're all doing, but I was just wondering, why do you have to leave your present organization to make a difference for the Lord. Uh, why don't you just try to run your own organization uh, like Jesus? And I had never said that before, you know? <laughs> and, and people went, whoa, that's a really interesting thing. And people came running up, you know, <laughs> how do we do that? And so Phil and I said like that, looks like we might have something going here. <laughs> Is that a fair estimate, Phil? All of a sudden uh, we started the Lead Like Jesus uh, movement. Well, and that's a great, a great thing. So you mentioned movement, Ken. Phil, tell us, why, why is this more than just a model? Why is this more than just a program? What, what is this movement business all about? 
Well, when we first started looking at the idea of a movement is different than an initiative or different as a, a project. One thing about, I did a little study on movements and movements, one of them is that at a given point in time, they take a life of their own. They have energy that people grasp something, it's important to their life and they wanna move out with it. And there's little and less necessity to continue to resource it in a particular way, but it'll go on its own and you can't control a movement. Hopefully you can direct it and guide it in its uh, principles, but that's what our, our dream has been almost since the beginning. So Freddie, that means guys like you and I, we can't mess this up. It's in motion. It's moving. No matter what we do, the Holy Spirit's going to carry this thing forward. So that feels good. There's a lot of grace in that. I want to hear one more story, Ken. One quick one about, uh, about uh, Dr. Schuler. Uh, I, I know you have a good, a good story to tell about the origins of Lead Like Jesus with Dr. Schuler out at, out at uh, the cathedral, Crystal Cathedral. Well, when the Women of Manager came about, I got invited to be in the Hour of Power. And Shula said, Ken, I love the one minute manager, but you know who's the greatest one minute manager of all time? And I said, who's that? <laughs> and he said, Jesus. I said, really? He said, yeah, he was really clear on goals. Wasn't that your first secret one minute goal saying, yeah. And he said, you and Tom Peters did event management by wandering around. Jesus did, he wandered from one little village to another village. Anybody showed an interest, he'd praise him, heal him. Isn't that your second secret one minute praise? Yeah. And if people stepped out of line, he wasn't afraid to give him a one-minute reprimand. He threw the money lenders out of the temple, the greatest one-minute manager of all time. And so that was really uh, interesting. And then when Phil and I started to talk and all, and then we started to look at the, at the Gospels and just laugh because everything we had ever taught about leadership, Jesus did with these 12 incompetent guys he hired. You know, you would never hire that lot. <laughs> so... That is a, so, Phil. Why don't we dive into what you all discovered in those in the Gospels? Because a lot, in fact, all of what is taught with Levi Jesus, there's a model, right, that you all discovered and are teaching through this ministry, through this organization. So, why is that model so vitally important to to understand and to apply to their life? Well, the one thing about looking at the Gospels was really the day to day story of Jesus preparing this next generation of leaders to take over the thing that he was beginning in and through them. So it was watching uh, with an eye towards leadership, what he did with them over those three years and developing some language that might be descriptive of it that continues to work in for us today. So it's really Jesus, not the model that makes the difference because not only could he demonstrate uh, those things that are good leadership practices? But the heart of the leader was the heart of Jesus and his sacrificial service uh, and his vision and all of those things we talk about in, the, in, in trying to attain. Uh, he had down nailed, obviously, uh, to perfection. And we're seeking always to draw closer to that as an, it's kind of an aspirational uh, intent is to lead like Jesus, not only in the methods and not only in the uh, um, uh, message, but also in the heart of it. Uh, what I loved about and I still love about uh, Jesus, he, as it, he personified everything, but he also lived it to the max as well. 
So as we study him, uh, it goes beyond a philosophy. And I would say one other thing that's important. Uh, Jesus didn't, uh, didn't quibble about, oh, this was not a suggestion. Uh, in Matthew 20, 28, uh, when uh, he said to his disciples, uh, he said, what was going to distinctive, make them distinctive as a group was when he said, uh, the world uh, lords it over his people and authority. He said, not so with you. Uh, if you want to be uh, great, which was an aspiration, uh, you want to be great in my kingdom, you must do that as a servant. So he redefined greatness and leadership as great service. And it wasn't a suggestion. So it's really a hallmark uh, and a brand promise of Christianity. And anybody would say they're followers of Jesus that they might uh, follow him in that way too. I get a little excited, so excuse me. No, that's okay, Phil. Actually, <laughs> we, we love it. We want to hear a little bit more. So, you know, we talk about how leadership starts on the inside. Yeah. And so we know the heart is so important. You know, there's been over 60,000 books that are available right now on Amazon. And so many of them uh, uh, focus on uh, competence or some of the hard skills. And so let's talk for just one more second about why the heart means so much. And in particular, talk a little bit about this, this, this business of we're not following a, a model. We're not following a concept. We're following a person. Yes. Yeah. Well, the, the business, if, if you look at it all, um, if the heart's not right, if the intention and motivation of the leader is not to serve the best interests of those that are being impacted by his or his or her leadership, then everything else can be very artful manipulation and exploitation. You can use uh, people instead of uh, serve people. And so that was the most important part of it. If your heart's not right, there's a variety of things you can do that look good. Uh, and they may uh, be successful for a time, but the heart uh, will be evident to the people that you're leading pretty quickly. Uh, and uh, then it starts to fall apart. So um, it, it's, it, it's almost the basic mechanics of the, of the thing. It's the 18 inches between the head and the heart. That's the biggest journey that leadership needs to take. Ken, remind us again, where did you find this best friend of yours? We met on the bus going to orientation camp at Cornell in 1957. Isn't that amazing? And uh, so uh, I, had, I, had grown, I had grown up in New Rochelle, but my mom and dad had moved to Briarcliff. And, and so a kid sitting next to me and Phil was in front of me said, where are you from? And for some reason I said Briarcliff. My, my parents hadn't even moved there yet. And Phil turned around and he says, you're not from Briarcliff. I'm from Briarcliff, and I know everybody from Briarcliff. <laughs> yeah, well, that's so awesome. So God knit you all for such a time as this. And Rich, we go back, uh, gosh, to 2015 and, and, and had the opportunity to be able to be in class together and serve. We get our master's degree together. And, and just I'm so excited to be able to provide this podcast to each and every one of these kingdom leaders out here. Uh, Rich, quickly, why don't you go a little bit and share how this idea of this podcast came up? Where, where within the structure and vision of how you're leading Lead Like Jesus as an organization, where did this podcast idea come from? 
Well, first of all, you know, we exist to glorify God by inspiring and equipping people to lead like Jesus. And I've had several conversations with both Ken and Phil, and they've just inspired me so much. Even when, when we look at the, the, the golden thread of purpose, you know, the, the highest, uh, you want to you wanna connect the highest purpose of an organization to any task that a person is doing. And I've been thinking about how can we get that message out there? How can we also talk about the heart of a leader? It's just not being talked about enough, Freddie. You know, again, there are so many tips and tricks and ideas and programs. I'm tired just thinking about that stuff. We really need to go deeper. We need to talk about what are the things that we need to do? How do we get rid of the, the fear and pride in our lives so that we can lead at the highest level God has called us to lead at? And so I believe this podcast is going to be a useful tool as we endeavor that someday everyone everywhere will be impacted by someone who leads like Jesus. And since we call leadership an influence process, we want to reach out to everybody we can and equip them and inspire them so that they can lead like Jesus. So if you're watching this right now, it's not an accident. This podcast was made for you. And so we invite you to make sure that you subscribe, make sure that when you see this podcast, you give yourself permission to take a time out, to reflect, almost like looking in the mirror and not for the purpose of judgment, but for the purpose of allowing God to perfect and continue to work on us because the more he works in us, the more he can work through us. And I believe that the vision and the dreams that each and every one of you have and the, and the call that God has on all of your lives, it's vitally important to be surrounded by other kingdom leaders that's gonna encourage you on that journey, but also be able to glean from people like Ken and Phil and other guests that we're gonna have on. We can dive deep into our souls, into our hearts and allow God to continue to prefer, perfect and work that perfect plan that he has for us. So Rich, any final thoughts you have uh, for our kingdom leaders before we say goodbye to them and send them on to the first episode? Well, we're just so excited. We're thrilled. We're looking forward to great leadership growth, growth in the ways of Jesus, the way of the carpenter. So that's what's coming up. And we do, we do like to close every one of our podcasts in prayer. And so I'm going to invite uh, a man that I call affectionately Uncle Phil to close us in prayer. Father God, we thank you for this day that'll never come again whatever day it is in the lives of those that are looking at this, uh, that it is the day uh, that they can take all of the up to nows and look at themselves and look at their leadership and come to the idea of from now on. And that we ask that uh, you would be present in any and every conversation and every thought about how to lead others, that it may glorify you and that the joy of doing so may be evident to those who follow you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, uh, Phil, Ken, Rich, for all of you kingdom leaders. The best is still yet to come. Make sure you subscribe, and we can't wait to see you until that next episode. Until then, remember, leadership starts on the inside.